Are we ready? <laughs> Worst part every time. Oh, so he's brutal, man. But, uh, all right. We ready? Welcome back, everybody. It's Views from Section 400. Ole Miss, Christmas, Louisville versus USC special segment. I'm your host, Matt, with my other two hosts, Brian and Jack, and a very special guest joining us as well. But Brian, I'll jump over to you first, man. What's going on? Yeah, no, I'm. We're almost halfway through Bolmus now. It's it's getting up there. I hope everyone had a great Christmas. We've got ourselves a special guest, big USC fan. We're here to talk about USC and Louisville big bowl game. Jake, take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure thing. I got you. Gotta know I'm repping my USC here. You know, fight on all the way here from Chicago. Disappointing season from USC. Not gonna lie, but uh, you know, big game coming up. Excited to be on the podcast. And uh, thanks for having me, guys. Very excited today. Let's go, Jake. Great to have you on, man. Like you said, a little bit of an underwhelming season by USC. I was pretty high on Caleb Williams and. Uh, didn't particularly pan out the way we thought it would, but uh, Brian, take us away here, man. Yeah, Jake, you mentioned, uh, obviously you said fight on, and you're in Chicago now. I'm interested, you're obviously teaching in Chicago. Have you passed on the fight on to any of your students? Are they USC fans with you, or do they kind of hate the Trojans because you're a USC fan? What's the deal there? You know, Brian, that's a great question. Uh, first day walking into that building, seeing all like the Notre Dame sweatshirt. A lot of the parents here at the school, they're all huge Notre Dame graduates and everything. And they, they, they're rocking all the gear. And I have a huge USC flag in my class with Tommy Trojan right in the middle, man. I got a lot of my students. Uh, they hate on, they hate on SC, man. They hate it. They, they're, they're born to hate SC. And sometimes when I have my teacher conferences back in the classroom, some parents even give some bad comments as well, man. It's, it's, all fun and games though i do have some of them rooting for usc once in a while but when they play notre dame that you know they gotta they gotta root for their team you know what i mean yeah how, how'd that uh, conversation go after the game this year because i know that must have been a tough one you know i uh, i walked into school trying to not think, think about it you know, the kids especially my eighth graders they like to give me they like to give me some shit i'm not gonna lie so there's a lot of them walk right in they're like oh fight on but you know mocking me a little bit you know but it's all fun and it was a little frustrating, but I'm not going to lie to you. So, but it was all fun and games. Yeah, those those kids can be ruthless. There's no doubt about that. So, Jake, I got a question for you, Brian, Matt. We were talking about Caleb Williams making Millie in college right now. NIL has helped him more than anybody else in in collegiate sports this far. You think there's a chance he stays around for another season? Again, we talked about a little bit of a disappointing season from him from USC overall. Um, it's not entirely his fault with the way that that defense played, but, you know, definitely didn't accomplish what he set out to do. Uh, there's a lot of money uh, in store for him there. You think he stays for another season or you think he's bound for the NFL draft this year? You know what, Jack, it's a great question. I, I, I... I really, I would love, as much as I would love for him to come back as an SC fan, I mean, there's even some rumors that some people are saying he hits the transfer for the portal, but I'm like, that's no, he would never do that because of how disappointing the defense is. But I think, I think it's too risky. I'm not going to lie. I think if bad injury comes, he's really ruining that. At least to me, he's a top two, three pick. Um, I, I hear rumors he doesn't really want to go to Chicago Bears. I mean, who would? But at the same time, I just think there's way too much of a risk there. So as much as I would love him to come back and see him again and sling it, I think he goes. I think he I think he declares for that draft and goes uh, to the NFL. 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of scouts have him as the number one overall pick. Whether that stays as Chicago, whether they even take him at number one, you know, Justin Fields cer- certainly seemed promising uh, as of late. So a lot of questions to be had there. What's going to happen with Caleb Williams? What teams he going to go to when he does make the NFL draft? So good, good stuff over there, uh, Matt. You want to get us back on track with the game at hand? Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the Bears, real quick though, because you know I got to always butt in. <laughs> I don't think the Bears are sold on shipping Justin Fields out of there. So Chicago might not even be a possible destination for him. We can maybe see the Bears trading out of, you know, those early round picks that they have. So I guess it kind of all depends on who has the number one spot, but it's going to be interesting to say, uh, see. Definitely. I got a crazy little theory here. So, Jake, obviously you're a big Jets fan too. What if the New York Jets make a trade here? Try to get that number one pick. We saw it with Jordan Love and the Packers sitting behind Rodgers. What, Caleb Williams sitting behind Rodgers? That would be a dream come true, Brian. I mean, <laughs> I would love that. I, I really think, though, the Jets need to focus on offensive line. I mean, look what happened to Rodgers, you know. I would not want to be behind that offensive line. But, it, hey, look, the Jets trade up. They get them from – they trade with Chicago because I got to agree with Matt. I don't know if they're, you know, they're 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 shipping Justin Fields out yet. So, I got I to agree there. If Chicago, New York can come up with an agreement, they get that number one spot or just up there, I mean – I wouldn't I wouldn't be too mad. I'm not going to lie to you, but I do think that we got to focus on some offensive line first so we can keep Rodgers uh, intact for next year. Yeah, that's fair. Rodgers going to be like 40 years old. So, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, back to the game at hand because we don't need to dominate this with Jets uh, draft talk, <laughs> which is always interesting because Zach Wilson looked like him a couple weeks ago against the Texans. AFC, so. AFC Offensive Player of the Week. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. DeVito was the NFC player. <laughs> So Zach Wilson chucking 300 yards and and making electric decision making. Maybe they're not ready to ship his ass out of New York either. So I hope they do. I want him gone. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to blame you after all those years and one good game. But yeah, back to the game at hand. This is USC and Louisville. Louisville's obviously had great year. Out of nowhere, really, they got hot late. Stayed undefeated and then started garnishing some attention, got hot. And that's kind of how we see them close to the top 10. I think they're sitting right about 15 in the nation. You know, taking on USC, who is seven and five, unranked, just barely kind of made a bowl where we probably predicted them to have nine or 10 wins this year. And, you know, still being bowl eligible, obviously, but seven wins was cutting it a little close there, especially with uh, some of those closer games that I guess they won too. If that goes the other way, Caleb, Caleb Williams missing the bowl game would be wild. But, yeah, it's at Petco Park in San Diego. Jake, maybe you can help us out a little bit on what the geography is like, like out there in Southern California because this is damn near a home game for the Trojans. Yeah, Matt, I got to say, uh, Louisville, I, I don't really see many fans going out there. I mean, San Diego is like maybe a two-and-a-half, three-hour drive from L.A. with, tra- with the traffic you know, being good for them. But I think this is really a home game for USC, so they definitely have the advantage here, I got to tell you, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a quick drive. You can go down and have a weekend in, in San Diego. That's over the holidays, so a lot of people, easier time to take off. I think you'll see a big oh, – nice stadium too, man. Nice stadium, nice area. Oh, yeah been there a, a few times and it's going to be uh it's going to be a great game yeah uh, that's what we're that's what we're pretty hyped up for here man 
It's going to be weird, though, because you can't even say, oh, it's all dominated by, you know, red in the crowd because Louisville's also red. So it's going to be kind of tough to tell unless, you know, they divide it like white and red and the Louisville fans are are in white. But it it would be kind of weird. The whole stadium's going to be red. You don't really know what way it's swaying, obviously, unless you just listen on third down when the fans get loud. But uh, definitely some good stuff there. Caleb Williams, I want to run through his stats real quick. 3,600 passing yards on the year, which is a pretty pretty big number for, for a college quarterback. 30 touchdowns, five interceptions. So he got a lot of hate. Team lost five games. But those are relatively decent numbers for a quarterback over the stretch of a college season. And he was also sacked 33 times. So that's... Kind of a lot, I guess, but for a pretty good quarterback, you'd expect them to maybe do a little bit of a better job recruiting some offensive line talent. But, yeah, not a bad year out of him. Jake, what what, what were your kind of thoughts on on his whole season in general? Does he want to stay another year? I mean, I, I don't know. What are you thinking there, man? I mean, I think he played great. I mean, for, I mean, I, I think when – I think we got to think here, guys – when is it the defense's fault? Why, you know, when is it their fault? You know, I, I think Caleb, he went out there, he played, he did what he could. And then when is it, you know, when is it the defense's fault, right? Everyone wants to blame the quarterback, you know, especially a high profile quarterback like uh, like Caleb and everything. I think he had a great season, sacked 33 times. That's a lot. Uh, they could do, they could have done a better job protecting him. You know, a lot of people are thinking, oh, just because USC right now, seven and five, his draft uh, stock is dropping. I don't think so. I mean, he's still, the numbers are still there. I mean, the numbers are still there. And when he gets to, you know, when he gets to the NFL, he'll have a better offensive line, better weapons and everything, and hopefully a better defense. Hopefully some team drafts and that has a good defense, the Jets, right? A perfect opportunity for him right there. And I mean, when is it, I think it's, we needed, like, I want to talk here, like, when is it the defense's fault? You know what I mean? Yep. I love that point you just made. I'm going to take this back to the Heisman because I've been high on Jaden Daniels. I know Jack was not a fan of Jaden Daniels winning it all. And Matt was not a huge fan. But yeah, I mean, when can you blame the defense, right? The same thing with Caleb Williams with Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels lost three games, but it wasn't his fault. That defense is atrocious. Same Caleb Williams, I will say maybe the Washington game, there were a couple games there that he struggled towards the end and he could have taken over the game and won. But for the most part, that defense was just atrocious. They're giving up 200 rush yards in the big games. It just, it can't happen, especially... I'll get into this a little more when we talk about Louisville, but that team can run the ball and it's going to be tough sledding for a USC defense that can't stop anybody running the ball. Yeah. You know, USC. Ryan, how you, what you just said right there about Jaden Daniels, what you just said right there about Caleb Williams, you know, struggling late in games, you know, not winning it for his team. That's how I felt about Jaden Daniels. And, and that's why, you know, as much as I I'll put both of these losing seasons for these teams on the defense, not necessarily the quarterback. There were times in those big games where Jaden Daniels could have stepped up, could have made a big play, and instead it's him making the mistake or just not getting the job done. And and that's the reason why I wasn't a big fan of him. I mean, he was like putting up Tua and Dak numbers, you know, crushing the bad teams kind of deal. I will agree to disagree on this. I don't think we'll ever find common ground on the Jaden Daniels-Heisman year. Never. I don't think you guys will either. There will be no common ground. And I'm I'm on Jack's side. I, I you know I don't I don't love the Heisman pick, but whatever. We're we're not. This isn't the Heisman show. Let's roll on to the USC's most productive receiver. What's the guy's name? Taj Taj Washington. Just under a thousand receiving yards. Nine hundred sixty-three for the year. 
And then you had Brendan Rice, who had 12 receiving touchdowns and added in just under 800 receiving yards as well. So some productive weapons for Williams out there, not to keep rehashing, but uh, uh, the defense really was the main issue because as we're looking and going through the offensive weapons and what Williams had to work with, there's some guys there who were making plays. And I think this really all does boil down to is when is the defense at blame? Brian, I know you kind of, they have a pretty solid rushing attack and you, this might be a game where Louisville rushes for like 200 yards, like maybe more. And it's going to be a big ground and pound game and Louisville defense is going to come to play. So it's obviously huge. Uh, USC is out there in Southern California where the game is basically being played. That's going to help them a lot. But Louisville is no joke. And they're going to come in there with a stingy defense. We saw it against Florida State. I understand, you know, they're on their third string quarterback. But stingy defense will control the clock, they will melt the clock, and they'll drive the ball down the field. So I think that's a good kind of take to roll into Louisville and Brian, maybe you can kind of lead us off with, with some highlights on, on how they're looking for this matchup. Yeah, no. Um, like you said, Louisville is a good team and they're a sneaky good team. The issue with them and why they're not getting, I guess, national recognition as much as a USC or really anyone in that PAC 12 conference, the ACC was not great this year. Another thing that me and Jack disagree on, they, they just weren't. And those wins weren't as impressive as, you know, they could have been. And they could have beaten Florida State on their third-string quarterback in that ACC championship, but they didn't. But this team's still good. Uh, Jack Plummer leads them. 3,000 passing yards, 21 touchdowns. They throw 12 interceptions this year. But like you said, the real attack of their offense is that running game with Jawar Jordan, with Isaac Garendo, both rushing combined for around 2,000 yards this year. They can attack that USC defense that's really bad, that let Cal rush for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Cal, who Auburn gave up 10 points to. In terms of, in terms of Louisville, they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the, run the ball a lot, and that's how that's their path to beating USC in this game. It absolutely is. Jake, what worries you most about the Louisville offense, defense? Is there something you're particularly looking at I know we kind of covered a lot of information there, but there's some you're looking at in particular that you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be brutal for USC to try to figure out. I, I just I got to agree with uh, Brian with the running attack. I think it's just going to run it down their throats all game. It's going to be tough. The defense is going to get tired. I, I don't think the offense is going to be playing as well now because uh, Williams is not going to be there, you know, playing. So they're just they're going to be tired and they're going to be running it down their throat. And I think they're going to take advantage of that. I just that's the, my biggest worry right there is uh, those two pound for pound running backs right there, that combo. They're just gonna this is just gonna make their defense exhausted. They're gonna have fresh legs, right? They can rotate that those guys through. Guys can take series off. Uh, the defense isn't getting a break. They're getting two hard runners coming at you who obviously are very productive. USC almost letting up like five yards a carry. Yep. So you have two dominant running backs just funneling through with very fresh legs and the defense isn't as fresh. It does it does cause for major concern of how are they going to figure that out? And you load the box, you the play action opens up and all other kinds of down down the field nightmares open up. So it's really something that USC is going to have to figure out because, uh, you know, I, I don't know how they're going to stop it. Yeah, no, the one thing I know it's pretty look, it's looking pretty doom and gloom for the USC run defense. I will say. They fired Alex Grinch 
at defensive coordinator. And if there's one thing you do before a bowl named the Holiday Bowl, it's fire a guy named Grinch. So they have that going for them. I don't know how much juju that'll actually give them, but at least it's something to look there. So Jake, if you need a little bit of solace, you have that. Yeah, I'm happy he's gone. That's for sure. I, I <laughs> do. I wanted him gone a while ago. You know, I mean, 4.8 yards per carry is just crazy. I mean, that's just crazy. So he needed, he needed, to, he needed to boot bad. Yeah. Yeah. So after all that good knowledge on both teams and and kind of what we can expect, we do know Caleb Williams will not be playing. Huge blow for USC. Obviously, the spread is minus seven and a half for Louisville. Brian, I'll start with you, and then we'll roll to Jack, and then Jake. Want to see, obviously, what Jake's got for the big game and his Trojans. But, Brian, how are you reading this one, man? I know you're a big over-under guy in bowl games. Yeah, so even without Caleb Williams there, this USC team, they're going to score. I know Louisville's defense is good, but they're not great against the pass. They're decent. I think they're ranked in the 40s in D1. And the ACC doesn't throw the ball that much. So they're not used to this Pac-12 offense, even with a backup quarterback in there. Well, what, are you, what are you smirking at? I just saw Jack start laughing. <laughs> the ACC doesn't throw that much? What kind not of like the Pac-12. Is that? <laughs> not like the Pac-12. Well, you got Sam Hartman and then Drake May. There's no other good quarterbacks in that conference. Maybe Sam Hartman, as in the the Notre Dame quarterback. Yeah, are they a part of the ACC? I guess they're not. They are in basketball. They're not in football. Like, they're not part of the ACC. Dude, what are you on tonight? Reel it back in, so, baby. Yeah, it's just Drake May then. Who's uh, Clemson's quarterback? It's not DJ Ukulele anymore. So I don't. Know. Uh, who's 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 quick mentioned back in the transfer portal? So that's ridiculous. Quick guy, I can't remember his name. All right. Well, either, either way, way, Brian, who the hell is winning this game? I don't know who's winning, but the over is going to hit because USC can't stop the run, and Louisville's not going to be able to stop a good Pac-12 offense. Fifty-seven and a half isn't that high. I could see this game ending forty to thirty. It's not going to be a baseball score, even though it's in a baseball stadium. It's going to be a high-scoring game. It's on Fox, too, so those cameras are great for the over. So that's my pick. Yeah, these guys are going to be jazzed up day after Christmas. It's going to be an exciting game. I like the overplay, and I'm also going to take USC plus 7.5. A A little too many points for me in a nice big bowl game where I don't think there's going to be anybody able to stop anybody. So I think we might even get, you know, some OT. That might be some fun, too. And either way, we're we're, we're hitting the over in this one. But, yeah, USC plus 7.5, giving out two there. Jake, over to you, man. As the Trojan fan – what, how are you reading this? Are we going to get a biased pick here, or are you are you trying to give us some realistic the money takes? Line. What do you got? Take the money line. Take it. <laughs> I got to agree. I, I really – I'm just going to be honest here. I got to agree with uh, what Jack was saying. You know, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm going to take uh, USC plus seven and a half. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Still rocking with your squad. Obviously, I'm not a huge fan, but I do have this vintage thrifted USC windbreaker on. So it obviously wouldn't be right if I took Louisville spread here. So I won't. But I know, you know, this is could end horrifically for myself, but it's boldness. <laughs> so I'm having fun with it. I'm taking the under. Louisville Maybe. keeps games close and they don't score a lot and their defense is very good. I think USC is going to struggle to score here. And I think we could see it. 
24 to 17 final. I we might even see like a 24 to 13 final where where Louisville wins. Maybe USC gets a little back to recover there, but I just some some in my guts tell me this will stay this will stay decently low. And you know that what would you say it was 58 and a half was the 57 57 and a half. I mean that's still a pretty high number. I think Louisville has a great defense, so I just kind of want to switch it up, and that's what I'm rocking with. Fair enough. Jack, I know you mentioned that the game might go to overtime. Tell me this wouldn't be a great addition to this holiday bowl. It's in a baseball stadium. Game goes to overtime. Let's get a home run derby. Get the bats out there. Get the quarterbacks hitting the ball. What's the halftime show? There you go. That's a great idea, actually. That would be electric. <laughs> and it's in San Diego, so they're not worrying about cold weather. I mean, beautiful baseball weather out there. And that little pop off the bat, man. It'll sound nice. Let's see it happen. I'd love to see it. And then uh, Caleb Williams can come out and present the home run derby trophy. <laughs> there you go. Love so it. here, I mean, there, there's kind of a quick thing we could talk about. I mean, he's going to be there, right? I mean, is he in attendance or is he checked out? Like, wh- where's Caleb Williams when the, when the bowl happens? Got to be sitting in the dugout. Sitting in the dugout. <laughs> I, I assume some guys will be in the dugout, right? Or is that going to be like the media? Nah, I don't know how I, I don't know how how they're gonna put the the field inside of Petco Park. So wait, I wait, mean, wait. just just think pinstripe bowl in Yankee Stadium. It's the same concept. They fit it in Yankee Stadium, so they got to be able to fit it at Petco Park. They, they had trouble when they did it in Wrigley Field. I know it worked out this year, but a couple of years ago, they uh, the end zone got cut off, and they had to redo the whole field. So hopefully, that doesn't happen in Petco. They'll they'll figure it out. It won't. Uh, it won't be it won't be too difficult, I don't think. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I just kind of want to gauge your final confidence, Jake. Is USC winning this game? I know you have the plus seven and a half, but what what's the final take here? You know, regardless of what numbers are and taking them to cover points, do they have enough to win this game? You know, I, I, I got to say, Matt, I think Caleb will be there in attendance. Uh, I think they're going to be fired up. I think it's in San Diego. Nice weather. Going to be a great game. Uh, you, you know, I think they're going to get that home game feel. And I think they come I think they come away with the W here. I, I really do. I really do. I think they're going to. They're going to all play for Caleb. I think the defense will try to play a little better and know like, hey, we're in the O line because they know why he's not playing. You know, he doesn't want to. They don't want to. He doesn't want to risk that injury for that uh, going deciding to go to that draft. So I think they pull it off for him. Fuck yeah, yeah, Jake. I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> That's how you ride for your team. Needed to hear that. And look, I don't care if they win. I, ho- I hope they win, too. I'll root for them. Just give me the under. I didn't even care about this game. But now I really freaking want the under to hit. Like, badly <laughs> want the under to hit. So That's I will what... be – what's that? That's what Bullmas is all about. That's what it's all about, man. The games that you think you don't care about now that you're violently locked into. And I will be violently locked in to the under – when this game kicks off, but, um, but yeah, it's all good fun. I, uh, I think uh, I can't wait. I really want this under to hit. And so I can double middle, middle finger, Brian. I think that would be really fun. So other than that, I think that kind of wraps it up. There you have it. Another edition of Bullmas, uh, you know, volume five in the books. It was a great one. Really appreciate having you on uh, with us, Jake. Um, you know, appreciate the support so far in the series. And, and like I said, if you have any kind of closing remarks you might want to say to anybody watching uh, and really just want to say thanks for thanks for hopping on and uh, shooting the shit with us, man. 
Hey guys, thanks for having me. Love your show. Um, you know, following you guys on Instagram and, uh, you know, been watching your podcast and I think you guys are great and I really appreciate you having me. I really, really do. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being here, Jake. Go U.S. Right on, guys. Yeah. We, uh, we loved having you, Jake. So it was awesome. And, uh, other than that, definitely keep following along all Bull Miss long for the next episode that will drop. Um, we're, we're staying red hot here with the Bull Miss. It's a lot of fun, a lot of good content. And just make sure y'all follow along because, you know, we're starting out, we're starting to get closer to the big games. And if you think this is fun right now, Wait till we start getting closer to those bigger games. we got a lot more special guests ready to come on and dive into those bigger games. So stay tuned. It's going to be electric. And we're just getting started with Bull Miss 2023 at Section 400. Boom. Two days till Auburn wins the Music City Bowl. Pinstripe Bowl tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>